Opportunity Zones are an amazing tool for investors to shield their capital gains, but not every location or investment in one of those is a good one. So what are Opportunity Zones and how do you find that diamond in the rough? That's what I'm covering in this video. Welcome to Real Estate Investing with Kenny Wolf, the show with weekly topics designed to help you learn how to build your ideal life through real estate investing. My name is Kenny Wolf, and I've been a real estate syndicator and investor for over 11 years now. And in this time, I've built a successful real estate investment firm, Wolf Investments. If you're new to the show, make sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode comes out. Some of the content to follow is talking about taxes. This is for educational purposes only. So please consult with your CPA before jumping in to an Opportunity Zone investment. They are awesome, powerful tools, but make sure it makes sense for your personal tax situation. Everyone's tax situation is different, and part of tax planning is figuring out a way to shield your capital gains. It's worth talking to a professional, so find a great CPA to help you navigate the investing and capital gains tax world. So what is an Opportunity Zone? An Opportunity Zone is a community that was designated by the state governors to encourage new investments into a certain submarkets within their states. Localities qualify as Opportunity Zones if they have been nominated for that designation by the state and that nomination has been certified by the Secretary of the United States Treasury. Investments in designated Opportunity Zones provide investors with tax deferral options and potentially permanent exclusion from the taxable income of capital gains from that investment. So what does all that mean? The Tax Cuts and Jobs Act in 2017 created the opportunity for governors to pick certain submarkets within their state where they wanted to encourage investment and growth. Their idea behind it was to encourage development in underserved communities by real estate investors. That encouragement came in the form of deferring your taxes on some capital gains until 2026, and then a big incentive to hold on to those properties for 10 years. That huge incentive being that the profit you make on an Opportunity Zone investment would be free from capital gains tax. Now, when the government gives you the incentive to avoid capital gains, that's a big deal. As investors, we like to compound our profits, and less taxes on those means less drag on our future investments. The dollars compound a lot faster if you have more dollars to put to work. How does an investment property qualify to be an Opportunity Zone property? Now, just because an investment can offer some amazing tax benefit does not mean that it's an automatic shoe-in to be a great investment. The business plan still has to make sense, so make sure the tail isn't wagging the dog. I've heard some folks invest in oil and gas wells just for the tax benefit, but when I asked them, did it make money, they didn't seem to care. The money must always make money. There's nothing worse than lazy money not creating value. For a property to qualify as an Opportunity Zone investment, there has to be a massive amount of rehab or construction. For an existing property to qualify, it has to first be in an Opportunity Zone. So make sure to check the map to see if your property falls within those boundaries. Next, you have to invest the same amount as the building value as the time that you buy it into the property by the way of improvements to the asset. We'll break that down here in a second. So say you buy a property for $5 million and the land is worth $1.5 million. That would mean your building's value is $3.5 million. Then you have to invest $3.5 million into the project through capital improvements like flooring, cabinets, countertops, fixtures, etc. So think about that for a second. Because of the investment demands, you are going to end up with an A-class property. We love A-class properties here at Wolf Investments and have a lot in our portfolio, but they have to be in the right parts of town. 
There is a consensus among my colleagues that about 90% of the areas that the governors designated as opportunity zone submarkets are really rough neighborhoods. And while the intention was good, the amount of capital demanded to be invested into a property meant that an investor would be left with an A-class asset in a rough neighborhood. That means the rents that you have to charge are going to be the highest of high in that submarket. And then the question comes down to, are you going to attract the right potential residents to your A-class property in that area? In the places around Dallas, Texas, I'd say most likely no. We looked at one property that was just coming off a rent cap. And on paper, it looked like a great deal. We could invest in the unit interiors, jazz up the lobby, and add amenities and add some good curb appeal as well. And if we could get the projected rents for an A-class asset in that city, then the returns to our investors would be awesome. But when we drove the asset and had to drive by a sea of subsidized housing and saw what our prospective residents would have to drive through, we quickly canceled the property tour. There is a place for subsidized housing here in the United States. But if the business plan for a property means that you will have to charge higher rents because of your investment required in the building, then your residents you need to attract expect a better neighborhood to live in. Residents choose a place to live based on the actual physical property, but they are also heavily looking at, you know, where are the retail, the restaurants, schools, gyms, etc., in relation to where they would live. No building is an island. So where do Opportunity Zone deals make sense? So if 90% of Opportunity Zones are no good for an A-class end product, then where, what, where, then where does one find that 10%? This is where and why all those folks promoting Opportunity Zone funds got stuck. But here at Wolf Investments, we look for those opportunistic real estate investments. That makes us stand out in the pack. So by us not throwing our hands up when it came to light that 90% of the Opportunity Zone areas were no good for an A-class asset, we leaned in and have been able to find some amazing areas of the country where Opportunity Zones actually work. Right now, our Opportunity Zone investments have been in the states of Ohio and Georgia. In the submarkets that we're investing in, Opportunity Zone assets, you can walk to a Starbucks, the entertainment districts are close by, and you can pick a different restaurant for a month and not eat at the same one twice. There are major employers within walking distance as well. These are awesome locations with walk scores starting out in the 90s most of the time. So yes, an end product of an A-class multifamily property makes sense all day long. These are massive construction projects, but they have to be to meet our Opportunity Zone requirements. So our investors stand to gain some amazing appreciation within the first two to three years as we either build ground up or convert office buildings to multifamily properties. We'll do a huge refinance once the property is leased up and stable, and we should return the majority of their initial investment back to them once the refinance happens. From there, our investors will enjoy the quarterly cash flow, their principal pay down, and the continued appreciation as rents continue to tick up. For the submarket, it's a huge win as we're taking either underperforming office buildings and breathing new life into them via the ultimate upcycle, or building new places for residents to live from what used to be vacant land or crack houses. Now that's how you have your cake and eat it too, and do good for the community. It's very exciting and timely as a lot of our investors are in assets that we're selling. We're selling two assets now where investors will make four to five times their money. So those that invested $100,000 in those offerings are looking at about a $300,000 to $400,000 capital gain. Now wouldn't those investors like to defer their capital gains to 2026? 
That means they'll have more time to compound their returns in that time period. There is also some serious debate among CPAs about whether or not depreciation in 2026 could offset the deferred capital gains. Nothing like seeing two CPAs go toe-to-toe. Either way, it's a nice tax shield to enjoy. But the big tax benefit comes from future gains on the new Opportunity Zone investment. So say you were one of those very smart investors that invested in one of the properties we are selling in Columbus, Ohio. You put in 100,000 of your hard-earned investment dollars into that project. And say you picked the one that was the 5x return. That means in a six and a half year period, your $100,000 investment turned into 500,000. So now you have a $400,000 capital gain on the books this year. Now, what if you roll that 400,000 into one of our future Opportunity Zone investment offerings? The capital gains on that 400K is deferred till 2026. And again, check with your CPA to one, make sure this makes sense as an investment strategy for you. And two, we may or may not be able to use depreciation from the new real estate investments in 2026 to offset that deferred capital gains tax. So again, so after you check with your CPA that the Opportunity Zone investment works for you, you do all your homework on if this type of investment suits your investment goal needs, and then you decide to invest. Let's look at how one of our deals would work. So say you invested in our Lumos project in Cleveland, Ohio. This asset sits a block away from Cleveland Clinic, where nurses and doctors line the streets, parking their cars daily to walk to work. Cleveland Clinic is our nation's second-ranked hospital. The neighborhood surrounding Cleveland Clinic isn't great. It's in transition, transition, but it's not great. Lots of houses that are falling apart and had a lot of years of neglect. We're about to be completed with our project, and we're already getting calls for prospective residents that want to live there. So say that you put in 400K investment in that property. We projected that investors would get 73% of their initial investment back once we lease that property up and run it as stable for about three months. That means that investor that put in 400K would get back $292,000. And that's a tax-free event as it's a refinance. So then that investor could go on and invest in yet another property. That's the ultimate BRRR method. The investor would still have $108,000 of their initial investment in the property and they would be getting quarterly distributions from the operational cash flow at the property level. Then years on down the road, it'll be time to sell the asset. We get full opportunity zone tax benefit at year 10 and a partial benefit at year seven. So say we go all the way to year 10 and sell the asset. We'll have racked up cash flow, paid down the loan, and appreciation would have been racking up all during those 10 years. So say, so say we create another 3x return on their money. That means the $400,000 would turn into $1.2 million or create an $800K profit. That $800,000 profit would be tax-free. Real estate is already an amazing investment tool when used properly. But because we're incentivized by the federal government to create housing for the general population, the tax benefits can be awesome. Today we covered Opportunity Zones. Most are not in great places where you, as the investor, would want to end up with an A-class asset. But for those that lean in and find the 10% on the map where it makes sense, there can be some awesome investments to be had. This has been Real Estate Investing with Kenny Wolf. Thanks so much for listening.